Well, I just experienced every negative emotion a human can have. The Browns, man, the Browns. An incredible season that ends in the most spectacular collapse I've ever watched. But, you know, now we have an entire offseason heading into 2024 to refocus on what went wrong. The new year is always a great time to refocus on yourself, and that includes your mental health. I know, I know there's still some stigma in society around mental health, but that's just nonsense. Your health, whether it's mind, body, or spiritual, is the most important thing. That's where today's sponsor, BetterHelp, the most convenient talk therapy service can benefit you. It's 100% online and 100% on your time. Schedule whatever kind of session you're comfortable with, face chat, voice call, or even text messaging with your therapist whenever it fits your schedule. And you don't have to worry about not getting paired with the best therapist for you. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. There's no reason not to at least give BetterHelp a try today. And to help you get started, you can save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com dogs. Consider it a trial period to see if talk therapy is right for you. If it's not, just cancel. But if it is, it could change your life. What do you have to lose? Your mental health is critical. And if you've been considering talking to someone about anything in your life, no matter how big or how small it may seem, now is the time to take that first step. Head to betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash dogs, D-A-W-G-S, to get 10% off your first month. Welcome to the Dogs Podcast with your hosts, Blake Rineker, Justin Charles, John Nye, and Josh All. What's up, Browns fans? Welcome back to a a not-so-victory Sunday of the Dogs Podcast. Browns wrapping up what in all reality was a good exciting season didn't end the way we wanted Uh, obviously if you watched yesterday's game you know that Um, but we're going to dive into the game kind of reflect on the season kind of maybe reflect a little bit on how the Browns move forward into the offseason into next year we appreciate you guys toughing it out and being here with us somebody said let's rip the band-aid off I don't think there's any other better way to put it Uh, you know sometimes when there's traumatic things that happen in your life you just got to get with some like-minded people and talk about it so that's why I'm glad we're here for you guys. Uh, no, John today. He last second said he couldn't make it. Um, that's if you don't know John, that's par for the course. <laughs> uh, so we have my good friend, Billy running the cameras today. You can't see him. Billy is here. Uh, he's never ran the cameras ever before. So if things get a little wild. It's on Billy, uh, but we appreciate everybody being here while we're letting this, uh, while we're letting it kind of fill up, letting people come in. I want to remind you guys, if you want to get your voicemails on the show, head to the dogspodcast.com, tap leave voicemail on the drop down menu. You can also visit the merch store while you're there, get yourself a flack around and find out t-shirt. If anybody still wants one, get yourself a whatever it effing takes t-shirt. Uh, there's some uh, good stuff on here. Uh, and I joke about the Flacco thing. I don't uh, you know, I appreciate everything the guy did for the team. Uh, uh, he's endeared to me forever, even though I didn't think that would ever happen. But just Fair. obviously yesterday was clock struck midnight. Yes. Uh, <laughs> on the on the magic. Um, yes, it did. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Make sure you tap the notification bell so you don't miss any of the new content. We're going to have the Mad Dog Awards coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, that we got to get prepared for. We'll obviously be covering some of the playoffs as we move forward. And then as we move into the offseason, the NFL does a good job of kind of like spacing stuff out. So we kind of have some things to look forward to. Uh, so we, we can usually keep it at least moderately entertaining through the offseason. So if you're somebody who likes Brown's content all year, make sure you have that uh, notification bell pressed so you don't miss any of the episodes that we're putting out. Uh, if you prefer to watch on 
other social media things. Good luck. We're not on there. No, I'm just <laughs> uh, you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Uh, if you don't want to watch full episodes, you can just find us in little clips on there. We're less annoying. Uh, if you prefer to just listen to episodes, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, and Google. Lastly, if you're looking for more dogs content, uh, head to jointhedogs.com, become an official dog pack member on the Patreon page. You get access to the private discord, which uh, is therapeutic on days like today and days like yesterday. Uh, it helps keep you entertained throughout the off season. You get an extra episode every week, which as we move into the off season, those after hours episodes can be from anything about comics to movies to video games to music i mean it's not just browns football it's kind of a hodgepodge of everything uh so if, you, if you're into that kind of thing you like comics and movies and you're nerds kind of like we are uh i think you guys would enjoy that we get a dog pack member of the month so there's a, it's a good time for everybody involved literally people from all over the world so if you want more dogs content you need something to keep you browns focused uh, throughout the off season uh, head to join the dogs.com become an official dog pack member so Brown's coming off a disappointing game to say <laughs> yep, the least. That's fair. Uh, <laughs> I didn't get to do the preview episode, but we kind of previewed this game a little bit uh, when we did the, the Bengals game uh, reaction. And I didn't, I thought it was going to be high, a high scoring game. Okay. I, I, I saw it being a shootout. I did not see 45, 14. When I, when I anticipated shootout, I, I was thinking, 38-35. I figured the defense might get carved up a little bit because Stroud is good, Nico Collins is good. Uh, but I thought like they'd force a turnover, get a couple key sacks, um, and make their presence felt. I couldn't have been more wrong. No, <laughs> we didn't. We we still haven't got close to Stroud. Um, <laughs> it, it was the the Brown. The defense is why we made the playoffs, and the defense is why we are not still in the playoffs. That's fair. That's a fair. That's yep. fair. It was. The, and I think Stefanski said it best after the game. The Browns just picked a bad day to have a bad day because it was bad on all fronts. It was they they outclassed us in every single phase of the game. Our punter seemed like he couldn't punt. What was? Yeah, that was rough. Uh, I, I don't know. It's like he, the dude netted like 55 yards a punt this year or something crazy. Yeah. I was watching him hit 72 yard punts. And then yesterday he was like knocking out 30 yarders. It was. Yeah. From deep just, in our own territory. Yeah. It was. I've seen him flip field position so many times and we were the ones getting put in, in bad situations, field position wise. Um, the defense, man, I don't want, I don't want to come on here and rip the guys because they played great all year. They gave us a special season when I don't think anybody would have blamed them for mailing it in, honestly, after the Chubb injury, but especially after the Deshaun out for the season. News. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so nobody would have blamed these guys. But, man, the defense was bad. Uh, I saw Jake Burns on uh, Twitter said something that he thought the defense just kind of got stuck in their ways in terms of, like, this is what we're going to do. Uh the, the Texans won't do anything to, to change it up from last time. We'll be able to just stop them with the standard. And we didn't do anything to to kind of tweak the way we were going to play them. You had to know they were going to be different with C.J. Stroud. For sure. Uh, we you, did. You had to know. We, we knew. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, I don't think anybody on this podcast went into this game talking about how we were going to steamroll the Texans or anything. No, no and I've Close seen a game. lot of that online. People saying, oh, you guys were talking smack against the Texans. I'm like, well, you clearly didn't watch the show. No. We, we were <laughs> mad respect to the Texans. Mad respect to CJ Stroud. Yes, We're all Buckeyes fans. We know how freaking yep. good he is. Exactly. So, um, 
a guy we we obviously we love Martin Emerson, oh. but man, that guy he they better just do some tackling drills. Yeah, because there were there were two plays in that game where Nico Collins should have been tackled for like a three yard loss, and instead they got four yards because he comes he just oh, it's like he avoided contact, and then on their long touchdown to the Revin, tight end, Revin Jordan, yeah. yeah. He didn't. He he jogged lightly, and then just like he went out of his way to not ta- try to tackle him. We saw that at the beginning of the season with the 49ers, Brandon Ayuk at the end of the game. Just yeah. just like guys stopped, they just stopped and let him go. I, I I just didn't know what it was with the like. You just go back and there was one guy on the defense. That's it, Anthony Bellplate. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, but like one guy really really flashed. Yes, yes, and it was JOK. Yes. JOK got paid yesterday. Yeah, yeah, for sure. He was uh, like a man possessed. Yes, and I, you, you, I've seen some things where like he's trying to get guys fired. How do you come into a game flat? I don't uh, know, but I, I, I saw that on the field. Like after he would make a tackle, it was he had the fire yesterday. For sure, he, he brought it, man. He was for dialed sure. in and ready to go, and it did almost look like he was looking around. Like, is anybody with me? He had nine tackles, eight solo, four tackles for loss. He was in the backfield the whole game, and he should have had another one. He missed Singletary, but he slowed him up enough that we were still able to yep. get him back there. Until until the game got blown out in yep. the, the third quarter, when it was still a game. Right. Like, he was going to be MVP of this game if we pulled it out. He was – they couldn't do any – anytime we needed somebody to make a play, he was the guy that made the play. Yeah. Yep. He he balled out yesterday. He he flashed like crazy. Um, Newsom got exposed. He had a uh, bad game. It's yeah, a tough game. Yep, bad they, game. They, it's like they they watched something and said, "This is the guy we're going to pick on." That yeah. was not good. Well, we were talking about it before you got in the studio today, and I mean, I went back today because I was looking at you know stuff for Newsom, and I got to tell you, he had a very good year. I mean, best yeah. year of his career. He he played very well, and it's just. I don't know what the problem was. I mean, guys have bad games. You know, did he just have a bad game? Because it was. I, what does that mean moving forward? Because we got guys that need extended. I guess he, you know, we could pick up the fifth year on him and kind of see what goes on. But JOK has yeah. got to get paid. For sure. I mean, he's he's got a fourth year coming up. And then, like you said, they have to decide. I, the, to me, there was just two games that where I was like, yikes with him. And that was the Denver game where he was pretty much trying to one-on-one with Court and Sutton. I thought that was a bad mismatch for him. And then uh, I thought that just this game, he kind of, he had some bad moments. But overall for the season, I thought that, I thought he had a, a really, really solid year, you know? I mean, I feel like you could pick anybody on our defense yesterday, aside from JOK, and they had a bad game. Could find a bad moment for it. Oh, for sure. It's tough. It's a, but I mean, like we talked about like some of these things, you talked about some of the stuff on the first preview episode, and then we even talked about it for the defense. I thought like the big thing was like, we had to get pressure on CJ Stroud. We I couldn't see. just let him just stand back there and like, just, we didn't sack do, him one time. Nope. Nope. Not one time. Uh, and like, like, I believe we, we hit him once. That was my only thing yesterday while I was watching it. Well, like when I was like just super frustrated where I was just like, we can't get there. We cannot get to him. So he was just literally standing back there and just picking us apart. And it was so frustrating. But, um, you know. it's We we said a million times it was going to be, this game was going to be won or lost on the for us defensive line. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And it's like they, they just didn't show up. We, we said 52.1% was his completion percentage on the year when under pressure. That's what we need to do is just get the pressure on him. 
16 of 21. I mean, the guy was damn near perfect. I think he had a 150, what a 157.2 passer rating. I mean, good. Yeah. That's only a couple points away from favorite. It, um, or from perfect. I'm sorry. Before we move on, Browns fans in Ohio, if you have not yet signed up for Caesar Sportsbook, now is the perfect time to do so ahead of the NFL playoffs. New customers will get their first bet on Caesars up to $1,000 when signing up with our promo code DOGS1000. That's DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, 1000, all one word. That means if your first bet loses, you get your full wager returned as a bonus bet up to $1,000. Caesars offers daily profit boosts as well as Caesars rewards credits on every wager, which can be redeemed for bonuses, sports tickets, and other VIP experiences. So sign up with our code DOGS1000, get your first bet covered, and get access to Caesars rewards. If you're ready to join Caesars Sportsbook, go download the app right now, register with our promo code DOGS1000, make sure your first bet is covered. This offer is only available for new customers who are 21 and older and physically present in Ohio. Please gamble responsibly. If you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Check the episode description for the full terms of the offer to see if you can qualify. I, I've seen... Nicole, I'm going to get to your comment. Don't worry. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, we definitely saw you. get to it. Um, Miles what was kind of an, uh, a little bit of a no-show yesterday. And obviously, we think Miles is great. I think he has a good chance to potentially be defensive player of the year. But man... He fell off a ton again. So we were talking about that again, too. I posted this on socials because I went back and I, I was like, okay, I know he's only had like one sack in the past, however long, but I, I really games. wanted to verify. Well, it was six games, seven weeks because okay. he didn't play in the, the Bengals game. Yeah. So the first 10 games of the season, he had 13 sacks. Then he goes into Denver, feels the pop in his shoulder, comes out in a sling. We're all thinking he's probably done for the year now. Ever since that game, only one sack over the next six. So you go from 13 sacks in the first 10 to just one over your next six after an injury. I know, guys, it sucks that he does this disappearing thing. We talk about it every offseason. There's always that thing every year for Miles Garrett. And this year it was the shoulder. I mean, he just dropped off after that. But I do think the injury had a lot to play in it. I, I said it a couple of weeks ago. I thought he had limited range of motion. Strength. Strength and that kind of stuff in the shoulder. And I de- definitely, like, I wouldn't be shocked to find out if he has surgery or something in the offseason on it. Oh, I, I'm, I'm expecting it. Yeah. Um, but we, we said it before the season, Miles has got to find a way to put an entire season together. And here we are going into another offseason again. And I think when healthy and fresh, he's the most dominant player in football. Yep. But, God, we need him for a full season. He, yep. He can't. It's like there's always that one thing, like you said, and it's frustrating because we all know how good Miles is. And to, he gutted it out. He played through injury. He helped rally the troops. I didn't love his answer post game. What did he say? I didn't listen. Uh, he said that. we got uh, out coached, outcoached, outplayed. And like, out just say I didn't play better. Yeah. You don't need to say we got outcoached. I, yeah, I, that's not for a player to say. Yes. I hate that. Like, Miles, we don't need cryptic things going into the offseason. Just say, we. I didn't play well enough. I had zero sacks again. I didn't play well enough to give my team a chance to win. If that, if that was a former quarterback that said that, I would be ripping him oh, yeah. for saying that. <laughs> Absolutely. We all would be. Mm-hmm. You, why would you say that? Outcoached? I don't think Jim Schwartz was on the field to make the tackle on their tight end going down the sidelines. Right. I don't think Jim Schwartz was the most elite pass rusher in the game going up against a banged up Tunsil or a backup for a, a matter of time. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, don't blame the coaching. The coaching is like, obviously the players rallied in, they bought in, they played really well, but you can't blame the coaching a lot. They got you here also. It was a team effort to say, just say, 
the coach can say they got out coached. Exactly. You don't. You don't come. You don't hear a coach come out and say, uh, "I didn't coach well enough," um, and my players sucked. <laughs> right. You know what I mean. So yeah. the player doesn't need to come out and say we got. And that was what he said first. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, the other team had the better players. Coaches don't. That, that's not what they say. Yeah. It's like I didn't. I didn't like that. That answer. Like just come out and say I didn't play well enough. I needed to do more to give my team a chance to win. I didn't get enough pressure on Stroud. Like. <sighs> That, that, that was frustrating. Um, but so can we, I want to talk about the defensive numbers real quick while we're kind of harping on this a little bit. The, we, we talked about this last week coming into this game. We're like, Hey, we're going on the road in the playoffs. This is a big deal because our defense is night and day this year. And I, I don't understand how our defense can be number one in everything at home. I understand there being a drop off on the road. There is for every team. But to go from one to like 32, that something's wrong. So at home, we averaged our rush defense 89.6 yards per game. On the road, 123.4. Passing at home, 149 yards a game. And we'd get 3.6 sacks a game. On the road, 225.6 yards per game, just 2.1 sacks. And that brings the total at home, 239 yards per game. And we would give up one, just 1.4 touchdowns a game at home on defense, on the road, three, 350 yards per game, over 110 more yards, and over three touchdowns a game. I mean, there's something to it. It's for sure. Terrible. Uh, there's definitely something to it and something to take into next season. I mean, uh, just for example, some of the games that stand out to me, the Rams game. Yes. The Denver game. Yep. You brought up the Colts game. Yep. Um, you know, last night. It's just there. There's something to it. It to me, it doesn't make sense. I mean, I know home field is important. Can I? Right? Can I? Go, go ahead. ahead. I'm sorry. Yeah, go, go ahead. I don't want to be that guy, but there's a strong correlation between the teams we played at home and the teams we played on the road, and the quarterbacks we played at home and the quarterbacks we played on the road. I'm not. I don't want to say the defense is fraudulent, but if you look at our home games, Bengals week one, uh, Titans, Niners, uh, Cardinals. Uh, the Ravens in week two, um, and they, they steamrolled us. That's true. Um, Steelers, uh, we're out. Uh, Jaguars, Bears. Bears, and then Jets. Okay. So let's go look at those Bengals. Joe Burrow, you know, one of the better quarterbacks. He's banged a little up. banged up, yep. and it rained. Yep. So we're helped by the weather. Next, then we play uh, Kenny Pickett. Well, that was away. But then we play Ryan Tannehill, mm-hmm. who – you know, got benched. Yep. Uh, then we got steamrolled by a good quarterback at home. Uh, and then the next best quarterback we played was Brock Purdy rain in the rain. rain. Yep. Okay. Don't have to worry about the deep threat. They also lost Debo and CMC. Uh, then we go on the road, we play a, a good backup quarterback on the Colts shreds us. Then we go on the road, the Seahawks. That's right. The Seahawks. Yeah. Okay. And then we get to play the Cardinals at home. Clayton, Clayton tunes first Toon. ever game. Yeah. Okay, and then we played the Ravens. That was an away game. Uh, they played pretty well that, that game, actually. Well, they played well in spots. They still gave up 30 <laughs> points or whatever. Well, I don't remember how many turnovers we had. We definitely then, had a pick six. Yep, and then we played the Steelers <laughs> at home. Who was that against? Was that Rudolph? No, nope, that was Pickett. Pick That's Pickett uh-huh. again. Um, and then we play on the road against a Russell Wilson, who even though he got benched for on some stuff, actually had a pretty decent season. Yep. We played against Matthew Stafford on the road and got beat. Uh, then we come home, we play a banged up um, Trevor Lawrence who uh, we didn't even know was going to play. 
And he he didn't even play that well this year. We played the Bears against Justin Fields, who is about to probably not be on the team anymore. And then we played uh, Case Keenum on the road, which helped. And then we get to play Trevor Simeon at home. So if you look at the quarterbacks and the teams we played on the road compared to the quarterbacks and teams we played at home, are the easier offenses to play against. That's who we played at home. I think that plays a huge factor in the the splits. You played Stafford on the road. You played uh, Russell Wilson on the road. You played Geno Smith on the road. We played teams that had good run, run games too, and that yes. was also a big issue this year. And then at home, you got to play Clayton Toon, Trevor right. Simeon. Like, there's, there, that, that's a big difference. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, I do want to. I did want to go up, and uh, I saw somebody said about uh, Flacco could have played in the first half of the Bengals game. Kenny said something about if they miss time, they're either rusty or ready, and they looked rusty. My my issue here was um, it was a close game till you know the third quarter. Yeah. If we would have came out and got boat raced from the get go, like maybe, but and you you just couldn't take that chance. If we come out and we play Joe Flacco for a half in the Bengals game and he gets blindside sacked because Leroy Watson's playing left tackle and pops his shoulder and we got to come into this game with either Driscoll or P.J. Walker, you would have never heard the end of it. Nope. Lose their minds. Yep. So I was it, arguing with somebody about this very thing last night, and I said, taking week 18 off doesn't matter. Correct. This, this is professional football. These guys are at the highest level of the sport. They're the best athletes in the world. At this game. Coming off a bye is supposed to be 16 is good. Like, you don't want to play a team coming off their bye. Exactly. You got an (laughs) extra week to heal up, prepare, rest, get ready to go. And that's how you came out. That's a team problem right there. Now, we love this team. Not saying anything. We've been high on this team all season, as we should have been. They were awesome. But for this game, they were not up for it. You could just tell from the beginning that the Texans were up for it, and we were not. I agree with that. So, the crazy thing to me is until, like, the the back-to-back pick sixes, I didn't even think the offense looked bad. Like, I thought uh, we were... No, that game flipped Flacco in five was plays. was almost perfect. Yeah. What, three until three it. incompletions or four incompletions? Two, I thought, wasn't it? Two or yeah. three? I mean... Up until that point. I, I was saying that if we go get seven here... Um, we're, we're in it. It's a three-point game. Yeah. yeah. And then we threw it's the a one possession. Six, yeah. Which actually reminds me, I wanted to start the episode with this, actually. And let me <laughs> preface this by saying... Um, the Texans, and I think you get the point. The Texans outclassed us in all three phases. They were the better team. They looked hungrier. They looked more aggressive. They had us on our heels from the opening kickoff, and they ran us out the building. That being said, so this had no bearing on the game, I don't think. The officiating was so bad again. Oh, my gosh, I know. <laughs> so I wanted to, like, because I was thinking about how, like, how were we still close. To not get the PI call for David and Joku, he got tackled before the ball got to like him. Like clearly, yeah. not and even the, the close. ref was right, right behind that yes. play. And then a, a drive or two later, we should have got off the field, and they called the most ticky tack uh, pi I've ever seen. Was that on Hickman, right? Yeah, yeah. and it extended the drive, and they got mm-hmm. a touchdown. Yep. It was it was so bad. Oh my god, it was so. And bad. I'm sorry. I, I know there's been a lot of debate online. Joe Flacco sliding, and the guy I saw it in slow motion again. He hits him and spins on top of him. That is a penalty against any quarterback in this league. I'm, I don't care what anybody says. We had some people say he didn't hit him in the head. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. He yeah. gave himself up. You remember that we said this yesterday, the Baker Mayfield hit against the Raiders that year whenever he was sliding in the, I mean, the guy launched him, like drilled him. Like it wasn't in the chest or something on the slide. And the referee even said, 
the, the quarterback wasn't hit in the head, therefore, or I'm, I'm misremembering that. He did get hit in the head. Yeah. The ref said because he was a runner, he was allowed to get hit in the head. Yeah. And it's like, no one's allowed to get hit in the head. Well, and he he wasn't a runner anymore. He gave himself up by Correct. sliding. Yeah, yeah, yep. It was a hundred percent should have been a penalty. Even the announcer said it should. Have. Everybody in fucking America knows it should have been a penalty. <laughs> yeah. But it, it, it so it was it was laughingly one sided at the beginning of the game. And again, it's not why we lost. We lost That's because right. they just came out and beat the shit out of us for four quarters. But God, the but NFL again, like you said, the, the ticky tack on Hickman that that gave them that should have been change of possession or they were going to kick a field goal. I can't remember exactly now, but. You know, it changes the flow of the game when they do those things. Yeah, it was. So I just want to touch. Like, the NFL's got to figure that out in the offseason. Oh, with this, I keep saying this. With the way sports gambling is surging, they have got to be very careful with this because it's blatantly obvious that they're selectively calling games. Yes, it's and you're going to – it's the integrity of the game. Yep. Nobody's going to believe the outcomes anymore. No, absolutely um, not. It was it was terrible. It was so bad. And again, it's not why we lost, but oh, it was it was so bad. It was so one sided. Yeah, it was terrible. It really was. Um, so I wanted to address Nicole's comment. I just came back up to it. She said, Thanks for all your hard work this year. No, thank you for thinking we work hard. Uh, <laughs> I'm worried for 2024. Uh, could be a repeat of 2021. We all thought that team was primed for a great season after 2020. What do you guys think? Um, obviously, as a Browns fan, I'm always worried <laughs> because we haven't put consecutive, you know, seasons together in my entire life. I think it was 07. We went 10 and 6 and just missed the playoffs. And Sports Illustrated had us as kind of like a sleeper uh, dark horse pick to go on a run for the Super Bowl. And I think we won three or four games the next year with <laughs> Romeo Cornell. Um, and then, like you said, in 2020, and then we came back in 2021 and we weren't very good. Uh, so obviously I'm worried. That being said, I think the foundation for this team is better than the one in 2021. Um, we did. There was no Amari Cooper back then. You had older Jarvis Landry. You had uh, Ed Case Odell. Yeah, and then you had um, Baker. Is well, at least we don't think as good as Deshaun. Um, so I think the foundation is better here. I think to me this is almost like, this was a culture year for the Browns. In years past, this team folds. No, no doubt in my mind. This in yeah. years past, yep. this team is lucky to win four games, yep. um, and instead they won eleven and went to the playoffs. So I think the culture is shifting in Cleveland. You saw Andrew Barry waiting for the players outside the locker room as they're walking in. Uh, gave every single player a handshake as they were walking into the locker room. Um, I think th I think it was, you know, a good year in terms of just changing the way the mindset is in the locker room for the Browns. Well, um, and we're not sitting here at the end of the year going, we got to get rid of this defensive coordinator. We need a new special teams coordinator, which we did for three straight years on this show. Yeah. Yep. And this year we're going, okay, I, think I feel good it. with Schwartz, feel yeah. good with Bubba. All right, I, let's just roll it back. I think you guys get nailed it. Get some guys healthy. Just future, future is very bright, I think, moving forward. And maybe that's just blind optimism, you know, but we've talked about it many a times. This is this is a team that with all these injuries, this, this team should have – never had 11 wins i the credit to the coaches the players they built the chemistry up they went out there played their asses off so to me I'm, I'm going into next year going this was a team that nobody wanted to play in the playoffs that's all i heard you know i thought we were gonna mess around and shake some things up but you're getting our two franchise players back and 
I don't think that Andrew Barry's necessarily even done yet. You know what I mean? I could see him. Dude, he's, gotta, he's always got stuff. Yeah. We were actually talking about this in the Discord uh, earlier today. I think I think it was uh, Gage said what his biggest needs were, and I, I completely agree. I threw one out there. To me, the number one need for this team next year is Deshaun has to be Deshaun from the first snap. Yep. There can't there can be no more rust, no more injury. There can't be. He it, has to Deshaun Watson has to be in Pro Bowl conversation next year. He's got to be in MVP talks next year. That that's what he has to be. And if he's not, like so far, you would have to say the Browns are losing that trade. This episode is brought to you by Omaha Steaks. Browns fans, I hope you guys all had a great Christmas, a happy new year, everybody stayed safe, and most importantly, well-fed. Start the new year off with a bang of big savings during the Omaha Steaks end-of-season event. That's right, this sales event, the 50% off-site wide, is still going on as we head into the new year. 2024, that's 50% off incredible steaks. Sink your teeth into the memorable Butcher's Cut Top Sirloin. That's honestly my favorite. That's the one I got for all of my family members for Christmas. And I've got stocked up in my freezer right now to get ready for the year ahead. Just go to omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of the 50% off site-wide event still going on. And when you use our promo code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S, when you check out, you get an extra $30 off your order. Let's fight the winter blues and celebrate the Browns playoff push with delicious and satisfying meals from Omaha Steaks. They've got the, you know, perfectly aged, the the tender, juicy steaks, burgers, decadent desserts, classic comfort meals. They're ready instantly. Seafood, brats, jumbo franks, everything. They've got so much to offer. Now for a limited time, moving into the new year, they're going to extend the 50% off site-wide sale. Plus, like I said before, you get an extra 30 bucks off when you use our code DOGS, D-A-W-G-S at checkout. And every purchase is backed by Omaha Steaks unconditional money-back guarantee. So let's go, Browns fans. We're in the playoffs. Let's continue to start the new year off the right way. Warm up your winner with tender steaks and hearty home-cooked favorites from Omaha Steaks. 50% off site-wide, promo code DOGS when you check out, get that extra $30 off your order. Happy New Year, guys, and let's enjoy this playoff run. Minimum purchase may apply. Well, and okay. let, oh, that's right. let yeah. me just, you know, what do you, what are you going to say? Uh, preface what you're saying by saying that doesn't mean 300 yards and three touchdowns every game. Because you, you guys know, quarterbacks, every player has ups and downs throughout the season. I mean, Dak Prescott was being talked about in MVP, and then he had a couple down games, but he bounced back. Brock Purdy, same thing. Four interceptions against the Ravens, bounce back. It doesn't mean every game is going to be perfect. The Browns are not going 17-0. But I, I get you, like, overall for the season, it does need to be, like, a Pro Bowl caliber. Yes. He's consistency. He, he yes. consistent. He needs yes. One, he needs to play every game. Yep. Two, again, he needs to be in Pro Bowl talks, potential MVP talks. He's got to be a top five quarterback next year and that's that's why we were so bummed i remember sitting here after the baltimore ravens game in baltimore saying that was the turning point for deshaun watson he came out in the second half and, and just threw everything else off he dialed back into himself and he played football he just instinctually played football and he was excellent and then he was on ir for this yeah, and then two so. days later we're yep. <laughs> trying to figure things out again and I, I think kevin needs i would love if kevin brought in uh an offensive-minded guy, not even, like, AVP can stay offensive coordinator he wants. Go get, like, uh, they, in the NFL, they have, um, like, passing game coordinators, or go get go get one of these bright guys that's hit out there somewhere. I'm not saying we've got to completely change the offense, but let's, let's bring it 
you know, to the 21st century a little bit. I think we saw what the offense can be with Flacco. Like, mm-hmm. if he obviously turned the ball over way too much, but you saw, like, this offense can push the ball down the field. Mario Cooper just had his career high in receiving yards, set the Browns single season yeah. in this offense. But I would, like, just keep it fresh. Let's not rest on our laurels. Let's keep it fresh. Um, but, yeah, Deshaun has to be good from the jump. Like, I don't want to hear the word rust. I don't want to hear the word acclimated to this, you know, to the system. He's got to be Deshaun Watson from Houston, 2020, from the word go, because again, I can't. I'm not judging the the trade until it's done, but right now we're losing it. There's no other way to put it. If and if if you don't think that we're losing it, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. We're clearly losing it um, because the guys hardly played. It's it's been frustrating for yes. sure. Now I think there's other phases to him being here. Like we were able to get some some uh, free agent recruits, and so like he had stuff like that. He was five and one. Um, but no, he's got to play all the games. He's got to play at a very high level. He's got to play at the level he played in his last three games for 17 games. The, the problem, like, and I mean, tell me if you think I'm wrong about this, if you want to debate it a little bit, but when you say he's got to play all 17 games, I look across the end, of, and I don't know if it'll be the same next year, but like this year, very few teams actually had their quarterback play all 17. I mean, guys were miss a game or two. All the good it, teams did, though. I Kind of? Uh, we were the only team that, like, at one point, we're the only 10-win or 11-win team that had used more than one quarterback. Okay. All right. That's fair. So I guess I'm thinking of teams that were also like at the end of the season in all the playoff, you know, charts yes. and graphics and things. And okay. Yep. Yeah. At one point, we were, there was like eight teams or something that had 10 wins or it was 11 wins. I don't remember when I saw the graphic. And all of the other teams had used one quarterback and we had used four. So if you want to be the good team, we like... I've said it a million times. The best ability is dependability. If you can't be on the field and we can't depend on you, it doesn't matter if you're great for the games that you're there. I need you for, I need you. Well, and I mean, part of him being on the field for every, we got to get over, we got to get the run game back. We have got to get that element back. Nick Chubb's going to come back. We're hoping. I don't know when. I think it'll be early on in the season. I wouldn't count on him to be week one ready, but I mean, I would say, week four week five but i would hope that he would is he that. gonna be the effective nick chubb that we've had before i i'm not willing to just bet on that we need to That's get fair. other yeah. guys in here another like a younger stuff i love what the dolphins did you yeah. know what i mean they had mostert they had jeff wilson and they still drafted devon achan high yep. in the draft because they knew exactly what he could do and how they were going to deploy him and it was cool. It's cool I, to watch this year. So I think the number two need offensively next year is uh, a wide receiver too. Cooper needs a running mate. Yep. Because yeah, Elijah Moore ain't it. We, we we overpaid for that. Like I love it. We all thought it was a good move, and we thought Elijah Moore could come in here and do some things. He's he's a wide receiver three. You see these good teams, and I'm going to use Cooper as an example. Like Dallas, they they get Amari Cooper. He's their wide receiver one. He's their stud, their top guy. They still draft a CD Lamb high with the expectations that he would take over that role. And mm-hmm. that's just how it works out. For a lot of good teams, they were able to do that. That's what we need to do with Amari Cooper. We need to get him a running mate who will eventually be that alpha dog for this offense. I mean, there's going to be good wide receiver free agents that are going to be available. It's just, I don't know if we're going to be able to afford them. Correct. You know what I mean? Like there's like some Mike Evans it's, and some T Higgins type guys that if I know take, we, uh, it's going to take Haslam to keep shelling out the cash. Yeah. <laughs> which please brother, keep doing that. Yep. And it's going to, it'll take some people uh, restructure. I a hundred percent 
uh, uh, anticipate Deshaun restructuring his contract again. I anticipate a ton of people doing that. Yes. Like Andrew, like, and if you're these guys, why would you not like, because when they restructure and they get it as a bonus, they get it right now. They get it. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's, as long as Jimmy Haslam's willing to pony up the cash, then I think uh, there's a guy on Twitter who does all this stuff, Jack Duffin, and he says as long as Jimmy Haslam is willing to keep ponying up the cash, the way the Browns have been doing it is 100% sustainable as long as he's willing to keep ponying up the cash. so And I don't see that changing. Until he goes to all. prison, we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the, the third is we need, like you said, we need another running back. Uh, because again, we don't know what Chubb is going to be like when he comes back. I want to, I want to think he's going to be great, but you don't know. I mean, I watched Adrian Peterson lead the league in rushing the year after coming back from an ACL. Tour. True, true. Um, but I don't know if anybody else is Adrian Peterson. Right. Um, he's a guy I would, if I was going to bet on a guy to do Nick. it, it would be Nick Chubb. Yes. But I, I wouldn't be against them going into like a rotation, especially you're coming off a serious, serious leg injury. I I like Ford, but I just don't think that he's a dependable enough change. Of like pace. he's a nice, he's a, for me, he's like a great, I wish we could just get him out on like third down and let that dude just run routes. Like, cause yeah. if you get him in space, he's awesome, but it's just getting him into in space, space. <laughs> you know, but um, I, I agree with that. I would love to see them. No, I don't think we're going to be able to get like an A chain type player, but I mean, if we could hit on a pick like that, where we bring in a young kid and we rotate them with, because Hunt's gone, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know what we're going to do with Pierre Strong, if he's just going to be like a special teams guy, but. Who knows? Uh, no, the, it's too the, early to tell. And there's a name that's been tossed around out there that'd be a good fit for the Browns, and it's is Blake Corm out of Michigan. Oh, my goodness. Pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Um, he would it, fit that style. He's pretty good, and I don't like Michigan, but if they come to the Browns and produce, a la DPJ, Became yeah. a big DPJ fan. I, became, I loved. I like Jabril Peppers a lot. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Braylon Edwards, not so much. Oh. Yeah, but wait, once <laughs> you become a Brown, you're Brown, man. Yeah. Yep. Until We're you give to us turn, reason to turn the cheek on it yes. and be like, "Don't worry about it, man. Just go produce for our team." Exactly. I, I do think that, and I haven't looked, so maybe somebody in the chat. Do we know what what pick we have right now in the second round? Because I, I do I know that, that and we're going to do a lot of draft analysis and, you know, prospect profiles and stuff like that, like usual. We'll do, we'll do more of them this offseason, actually, than we did last year, probably. But this is a deep wide receiver class. <laughs> if we were going to be able to find some sort of stud receiver that, or a, development, a guy that could be that alpha guy in the second round, this would be the year for that, I feel like. What are you laughing about, the score? Uh, Green Bay is beating Dallas 14 nothing right now in Dallas. What, what quarter? It's the second, 454 okay. left. Uh, Gage Tucker called this. He said his hot take was that I didn't think Green Bay would go into Dallas, and it's not over. But whew, first That's of all, jump. screw the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> to, go from, to go from Brett Favre yep. to Aaron Rodgers, yep. and then everybody's like, Jordan Love sucks. I didn't think he was any good. I was like, this guy was good. They let him play. And, you know, and he looks pretty freaking good. And he just kept getting better throughout the season. Yeah. Great. Like what the? He, at the beginning of the year, he'd make like three or four throws a game where I'd be like, "Man, eh, there's some. Maybe there's some there." He's athletic, but, like yeah. But now he's he's playing. Nothing would make. I need the Packers to hold on and win that game though, because that'll then I won't have to watch ESPN bash the Browns. They'll just be shitting on the Cowboys. That's true because that's their favorite one. To yes. Shit on. Yes. <laughs> so absolutely, uh, I need the Packers to really hold on so I can turn my TV <laughs> on in the next couple of weeks. Um, 
what else do I want to talk about? So it, in terms of are we worried for next year, Nicole, I guess we got kind of sidetracked yeah, with needs. Um, I, I'm always a little bit nervous as a Browns fan, but I think the foundation is there. I think we need to add a couple pieces. We can't just roll into next year thinking, oh, if we're healthy, we'd be better. Obviously, if we were healthy, we would be better. But there's still some some holes that can be plugged. There's turnover on the roster every year. Um, but I really think we have a good coach, a good coaching staff. The last couple of years, I've been a Stefanski believer since he's been here, but I didn't like Prefert, and I definitely didn't like Joe Woods. Yeah. So uh, for the first time, I, I feel like our GM, our head coach, our defensive coordinator, our our uh, special teams coordinator, they're all on the same page. Yeah. I really like it. There's one vision. Um, now the thing that's it's a brutal schedule next year. Yeah, it's not. It's not great. It's definitely not great. And you know, one of the things you just said that it got something going in my head. You said about we have some holes. And I remember that's one thing that I've learned this season. Like we came into this season on the podcast talking about, I mean, on paper, this Browns roster, they really filled all the holes. Like show me where the holes are. And we were saying that with a lot of projecting for, I'll just use the wide receiver position, for yeah. example, like projecting Elijah Moore is going to be a stud in this offense. Um, David Bell is going to take a step forward. Cedric Tillman looks like a pretty good young rookie. And then as the game started to go on, it's like, oh, shit, we're actually not very good at wide receiver. Blake kind of teed off on that. He was like, we're, and way, way before anybody else, he was like, we're an Amari Cooper injury away from being not dominant at all. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I remember hearing that a lot and being like. I, I feel like as Browns fans in the offseason, we get caught up in the hype and we overhype a lot of our players. Yeah. Guys like, that haven't proven anything. Yes, yeah, like, well, case in point is DPJ. All I heard last year was that DPJ was going to price himself out off of the Browns this year. He's not even on the team anymore, and it wasn't because he's pricing himself off; it's because he's doing nothing. Yeah, like we 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 really overvalue some of our guys that are are just guys. Like Elijah Moore, great guy. I like him. I like what he brought to the team. He's just a guy. He's not a difference maker. That's um, sad. DPJ's just a guy. He's not. He's not a difference maker. Like. Um, we had the only difference maker on the the team that was healthy this year was Amari Cooper. Yep, he was the only difference maker. Um, touchdown! Jordan Love is cooking. Touchdown! Green Bay, twenty-one nothing. I guess I have huh? to get my if 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 <laughs> if the uh, Packers can beat the Cowboys and take all the heat off the Browns this week, I might have to go get a Jordan Love jersey <laughs> or something. <laughs> Um, and th- this could be spelling the end for this could be Jim Harbaugh in Dallas or something. Like there's no way a, there's no bill belichick that's what really, so i've heard there's a, like if the eagles get embarrassed by the bucks like the eagles would be a good place for belichick mm. um there's no way there's no way the dallas brings back mccarthy if they get beat by green bay at home there's just no way i can't i there's no way um, are in the chat. We were, you just said about, um, Amari Cooper being the different, he's bringing up and Oh uh, yeah. yes. We were no, talking wide receivers, yeah. but yes. I mean, obviously in the offense, Dave, now I, it, it's a reasonable expectation now after this season to go into the next year going, uh, we expect David to have a massive year because yes. yeah. holy crap. He, elevated he, he ascended. Yeah. He yeah. elevated himself into conversation. He was always in that like fringe, like, like we think seven to 10 it. kind of range. Yeah, and like, we were like, but you know, not always like consistent. This year, man, that dude, uh, that's a guy that moving forward, I'm very excited to just watch what he can do. Cause I think that they, they, they have something there. They need, um, the Browns need speed. Yeah. The Browns lack speed in, in a serious, serious way. Um, there's just no 
big play guy. Nico Collins looked like the best player of anybody on the teams yesterday outside of CJ Stroud, obviously. Um, well, they need speed really bad. Like we need water. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they need, uh, I would say, the, I don't know about offensive line depth because it was definitely tested this year. Um, but man, actually, I think the depth was pretty good. It's just we had to use it all. all that was the problem. Yeah. We had to use all of it. We'll have the conversations about what do we do with Jed Wills? You know, what's going on with Jack Conklin, Dewan Jones, all that kind yeah. of stuff. I thought yesterday when Joel Batonio went out, that was a blow. That was yeah. a big, big blow to the offense. Yeah. I, I mean, uh, he came back, though. He, he, he came back in, correct? Yes. He, oh, yeah. he did? Okay. Yeah. What, um, what if just thinking off the top of your head, biggest need defensively, we kind of t- covered the offense. Yeah. Tackle. Defensive tackle? Yeah. I so I thought so I thought Jordan Elliott played well this year. Tomlinson played really well. Don't in forget spots. about Mo Hurst, man. Yeah. I think if but he a, didn't get hurt. A lot of these guys are on one year deals. Correct. Are yeah. they gonna be back? Right. I don't right, know if they'll right. be back. Um, if they come back, then I guess maybe not. See, like Hurst is a guy I could see us getting back at a reasonable deal because he got hurt, but mm-hmm. he was having so much success here. Like I, I feel like there'd be mutual interest there. You gotta think Ika's gotta step up. Step up. Mm-hmm. Um, Alex Wright, like is Darius Smith back? Uh, I get, don't think him, so. I think the, like the only way he's back is if he'll take a deal that's not and crazy. They, they got Oboe still too for what, like two more years. Yep. So um, Devonte says a true middle linebacker is needed. I would, I would say yeah yes. because J, what JOK is doing in his role. Oh man, is that guy yeah. a beast? But, but you want to know why the run game is struggling? It's because we don't have a, a linebacker that can just stop the run. The drop off when we didn't have Walker anymore was I forget the numbers. We put the stats up in one of the episodes, but it was big. Yep. So uh, yeah, I agree. But this AB does not put emphasis on linebacker, and I don't know for all the things I love about AB. I don't know how many years in a row being weak up the middle and watching teams shred us, and this year it was on the road. Like how many years until he's like, well, maybe we should probably put emphasis and, on linebacker. And this could be a, a conversation in the offseason where, you know, AB's talking with Jim Schwartz and about, you know, let's recap, let's look and, and what do we need to focus on here? And that you could tell him. Yeah. Get that point across that. We thought it was a Joe Woods thing for a long time. Like we were like, well, hey, this is just part of it. They're even if they're not a good running back on the opposing team, they're gonna run for one twenty and a touchdown. <laughs> Maybe that's it's not necessarily uh, just a Joe Woods thing. R says Walker's the middle linebacker. I don't know if Walker's back next year. Second year in a row, he's been injured most of the year. Another, it was a one year. I just don't know if he's back. Yeah, I like the guy, and he, I think he's, he's like twenty nine or he's gonna be twenty nine. He's older. I'm not not super old, but to be injured every year, that's rough. Mm-hmm. Draft Tommy Eichenberg. He's he was good. Um, I like what Gage is saying about Alex. I, I thought Alex Wright popped this year enough that I feel I feel positive about his future. Now, obviously, I'm not going to project. I need to actually see it on the field consistently, but it was encouraging to see. Newsom needs to be an old some before August. He ain't dancing now, is he? <laughs> Listen, I'm not going to hold the dancing thing against him because, again, I like – I mean, the guys plays – they play with swag, they play high energy. He had a hell of a season. That's why – but man, it seemed like if there was a guy getting shredded, it was him. They were picking on him last <laughs> night for sure. Yep. Um, so the uh anything else? What are we what are we missing? Was there anything else in the game we needed to touch on? Um I mean, we could just kind of talk about a couple of things. I mean, first of all, what level of pissed off were you during the game? Not after the game, not today, <laughs> but like during the game. It was I was scale one to ten. Yeah, sure. Scale one to ten. Do you want to take this? 
I would say in our I, Discord I chat, in yeah. our Discord, Discord chat at halftime, I thought people were going to murder each other. Yeah. So I wasn't. <laughs> I never even got mad. Yes, I just like almost went into a shell. Yeah, that's very I, fair, bro. And, and shell I think, shock, little. Yes, I think I te- I actually texted the Discord. Everybody was talking about how it's still a game, and I think I even said if we score here, it's only a three point game. And then we threw the pick six. But I also sent the message that said, right now, and it might have been second quarter, late second quarter. I said. It feels like they are clearly the better team. Mm-hmm. And we are just fighting tooth and nail to just keep it close. And at any minute, it could be the straw that broke the camel's back. And that's exactly what happened. Yep. And, then, and once it was broke, and the, flood, the floodgates were open. And yep. the, we were just done. Um, and it's like, at no point in that game, that's what was the most disappointing. It almost felt like because we went on the road and we beat them handily a couple weeks ago, we just didn't take them serious. And I just don't understand. Like, guys, I understand that C.J. Stroud is a rookie. I think I said it on this show a few weeks ago because, Josh, you said, uh, I'm not as worried about C.J. Stroud because he's a rookie. And I said, I'm worried about it. I'm yeah. worried about him. Uh, this dude just led the league in passing yards per game legitimate MVP candidate. I, I, if I, I do think I said if our defense plays the way they can, which <laughs> I'm worried about any quarterback if our defense plays like that. Yeah, but I mean, part of the reason they played so bad is because he's that good. Um, but I, I just, I could tell. I was like, this feels like two teams that are on way different levels and the one team's scrapping and they're fighting. Uh, but one thing goes wrong and this is going to be over in a hurry. And then we threw the pick six, and um, I think we should. I think we should talk about Joe Flacco for a second. Sure, the guy yeah, was. I think we should. Um, he came in, and he was amazing. Yep, he was great in the locker room. He was great in front of the camera. Uh, he was everything we could have wanted a guy. He was a perfect guy to rally around, around to make this playoff push and, and head into the playoffs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, but there was like crazy talk about how we should be giving him a two year deal. <laughs> like guys, who said that? It, every, oh, just people everybody. online. There was a lot of it. Everybody. Of it. And and here's the deal. Uh, I tried. I tried to bring this up. Uh, even talking to my dad, he was telling me about how Joe Flacco's the the best quarterback we've ever had, and all these. And he's. I said, Dad, he's throwing for a lot of yards. And it, but in two of those games, he scored 20 or less. This was when he had played four games, 20 or less. The guy had, what, eight or nine picks in seven games? The reason he had to get those yards, especially, I, and I always go back to the Bears game, he, he threw 212 yards in the fourth quarter. Amazing. It was like the most in any quarter by any quarterback this whole season, blah, blah, blah. He freaking had to because he handed the Bears 14 points. He yes, had yeah. to. So it's, the, he, he turned the, he, he was playing with house money. Yep. Mm-hmm. He, there was no tape on him in this offense. There was, you know what I mean? He was, a, he was a complete unknown and he came in and he balled out and, and then clock struck midnight and it was pumpkin. It was terrible picks at the worst times. And I well, felt bad for him because up until that point he was playing really well in that yeah, game, honestly. Uh, and again, I, I'm not going to say bad, a bad word about Joe Flacco right. in terms of like, he didn't, he isn't the reason he He's big reason why we're there. That's all I'm going to say. That's fair. Yeah. Because, yeah. Okay. Uh, and he was a perfect guy to rally around. And I'm going to be forever grateful for him coming in and making this a season worth watching into week uh, 18. Yeah. But, or 19. Yeah. But, um, 
Yeah, we, we, I think it's clear who the f- the future quarterback. It's is. not even a question. We talked so much leading up to this about all the problems for the Browns Another and how pick six. Sorry. Yeah, I saw that. And how we were overcoming certain things with other. You know, Joe Flacco would throw turnovers, but our defense was really good. Defense was giving up points. Joe Flacco was out there scoring touchdowns, and it was all working out just perfectly for us to win the games. And that's great. That's what you have to do in the NFL. But yesterday was the culmination of everything that we said couldn't go wrong for this team. Defense had to travel on the road. That didn't happen. Right. We offense cannot turn the ball over. Most importantly, can't hand them points. We did the opposite of that. Poor officiating. Need to get something on the ground. We not and we, nothing worked. We had all of it went against us. I'll, I'll say this about Joe Flacco. Like for a guy that I would have said over my dead body, <laughs> I would have never cheered for. You know what I mean? Like yeah. even the idea of it. I remember when they even joked around about it. Like they're like, we're going to work Phil Flacco out. And I was like, fuck that. Do you remember the picture of him or somebody was like, somebody snapped a guy, a picture of the future Cleveland quarterback on the plane and it was Flacco and he looked like disheveled and yeah. very old. And like, he was just like tired from being on a plane. I was like, I well, and we, this is where we're at. We well, watched him with the jets and the yeah. Broncos. It's like this guy. So the thing is though, like it came, he came in in a moment where we were like pretty desperate. We were, I mean, obviously we just, yes. we were getting DTR just got knocked out. He was already on the team, but he kind of came in and like reinvigorated the season and gave us hope as Cleveland Browns fans that, you know, maybe like, maybe this doesn't have to just be a, oh, we had a good record and that's the end of the season. Let's look towards next year. But the things that he did all, the entire time while he was in Cleveland, he always made dangerous throws. He always, yes. you know what I mean? It wasn't like this was like a one-off and it was like, there was some games where he'd throw into triple coverage and then Amari Cooper somehow catch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so it wasn't like, I, like you said, I think finally like, as a as a whole unit as a whole team like the magic just kind of ran out and i don't think it's like anything to be upset about like I, last night I've, I've seen a bunch of people saying it and i completely agree with all of them i was just more bummed than anything yes because i really felt like and we've all talked why not cleveland this year like mm-hmm. you know what i mean we've beaten the two teams that everybody is crowning and saying that are untouchable in the afc and the nfc why not us this year let's go Let's go shock the world. And so it, it was just unfortunate Blake just disappointing. said it for weeks. I mean, we both were t- reminding people constantly on social media and stuff. You know, everyone, like you said, give Flacco a two-year deal. Extend him. He needs to be back next year. And we're like, guys, he's turning the ball over a lot. Yes. Like, yes. how are we not? Like, why, why is everybody just excusing this? If, if Deshaun would have put up the numbers he put up, you, like if if you took out Joe Flacco's name and put Deshaun's face on him, people would say he sucked. Yep. Yeah. They just loved that Joe Flacco wasn't Deshaun and that he was throwing for gaudy yards in terms of uh, yards and touchdowns. And we were winning. And we, I mean, yes. that was the big. That was like yes. a big thing with it. You know, whether it was, it wasn't obviously all Joe Flacco, but like that was like a thing where people were like, "Hey, we're like, this is kind of something special going on here." But I never, I argued with people about that every day for the last. For, over the last four weeks, got to get Flacco back. We got to get rid of Deshaun Watson. That's just like, oh man, come on, like, come <laughs> I don't want to get into that debate right now. With no, we got all like, off season to, yeah. to handle all that stuff. No, nope, I'm, 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 I'm very. I just wanted to. Though. Yes, I'm very, very appreciative, appreciative of of uh, what he did for the Browns. Absolutely. But we saw it for what it was. I, th- I feel like I'd love to buy the guy a beer. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely, cool guy. Yep, very nice guy. And like you said, never in a million years would have thought I'd be rooting for Joe Flacco. Now I'll be a fan forever. Um, well, with the Browns, with the Browns, yes. <laughs> I'm not going to think about you know, the, yeah. all the times you beat Jesus, us. please, yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, hey, we have voicemails. 
Oh. Well, let's play those. I, I, I kept guess seeing it, people's comments dang. about them. Hot dang. <laughs> okay, let's, uh, you know what, we'll just kick it off with Mr. Andrew Jackson here. What's up, guys? It's Andrew Jackson. Um, that's an embarrassment. Like, there's no other way to put it. It's not the fact that we lost. It's how we lost. It's an utter embarrassment. We want to change the national perception of this team. We didn't do it. On national television, we went out and proved to the media we are who they thought we were. It's embarrassing. It was a great ride. Looking forward to next season. I'm hurt. I'm upset. I don't know what else to say. Like It'll be tough to watch things, tough to watch the rest of the, the playoffs. It is what it is. But we'll live to fight another day, Browns fans. See you on the flip side. I love Andrew Jackson, so I – I understand where he's coming from, and I think it's fair. It's okay to feel like that. It's a, it's okay to feel like that. I didn't feel like that because I was just kind of just more just bummed out. I didn't. I don't. I never felt like man. I'm a, I'm embarrassed for my team right now. I never felt like that. I was just more like crushed inside that like it was coming to an end. Especially, I think we all kind of like we didn't overlook Houston, but like I felt like we had so many plans down the road. Like, I think that's the big well, thing. Well, and I me. see exactly what he's saying because, you know, the media would talk up, up this defense so much to the national audience and people across the country are hearing about it, but nobody's watching the Browns game on a regular basis if you're not a Browns fan, just like we don't watch any other teams on a regular basis. And this was the opportunity for the Browns to be in front of every eyeball and show everybody that the media that was saying, oh, the Browns' number one defense, they're right. This defense is legit, it's nasty. It's to be reckoned with, and instead it was ass. And that's what hurt the most. Yes, like he said, and I think I said it yesterday in the, in the Discord, it's, it's not, if we would have came out and we would have fought and we lost on a last-second field goal or our backup kicker missed a field goal and we, like, okay, we gave it, we gave it a hell of a run. Yeah, yep. But, man, it's the way, to like the effort. Emerson not even trying to tackle, and they, go, they run it for a touchdown, you know, that's that's what was hard for me. And like you said, this team has given us so much all year, and then we played on national TV and get embarrassed. Like that's, I was just, that's what hurt the most. Like that that was the worst part about it. Like losing, there's only one winner. Yeah. There's only one winner at the end of the year. Yep. All the other 31 teams are mad. Yep. Okay. So if you come out and you give it your all and you play 100% and you leave it all on the field, and you lose a close one, it is what it is. But, man, to just come out and get steamrolled in a lot of, like, I can find effort plays, like, that. that's just what didn't sit sit well. I, I told Justin before the show, I said, you know, it's, it's like your kid goes out and does something completely stupid and embarrassing, and you're just like, what the f- were you doing? And you, you're disappointed, <laughs> and you're embarrassed, and it's like, what an idiot. You still love him. You know what I mean? Like, I still love this team. The team's great. I, I support the team 100%, and I'm already amped up and ready to go for next year. But that was bad yesterday. That was real bad. Yeah, uh, Fatal Dome yeah. said I wanted to win it for Jim Donovan more than any other reason. I Yes. Yep. Like, the hype video with him before the game. Like, Man. There was just a lot to – and it just would have been magical. Yeah, you know, for you sure. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. And I don't think, though, that you can overlook the fact that – the injuries eventually are going to catch up to you. And, and you yes. get the playoff team. You're playing the best teams. Uh, we had to go on the road. We're playing, honestly, a historically great rookie quarterback. I mean, he's, he's having maybe 
he's arguably the best rookie quarterback ever this season. And um and you're you're out there with Amari Cooper and David Bell. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, when they listed David Bell as one of the starters before the game, I was like, huh? Yeah, I guess it, we have to. And at one point, uh, Hudson went out and Leroy Watson <laughs> was in at right tackle. Batonio goes out and Dunn's in. You're already with no Chubb. You're already without Deshaun. I mean, there's just you're you're playing without your safeties. Your your Pro Bowl corners playing it banged up in yeah. Ward. Like eventually, it's just going to catch up to you, and it's going to culminate in something bad. And it just all happened at the worst possible time. Yep, in the worst possible spot. We got. One last voicemail. There were only two today. I know everybody was pretty bummed after that game. So here's our boy always here, Brad Moneymaker. What's up, guys? It's Brad Moneymaker and a very somber moment. Yesterday sucked. Uh, defense was in my the whole time. I don't know what happened with that. Uh, Joe Flacco's magic unfortunately ran out. But it is what it is. Got to move forward. Rise back from the ashes. Did the defense not show up yesterday? What? Did Joe Flacco's magic run out? What? Do we not have to look for a head coach and GM? What? Do we have a lot to build on for next year? Yep. What? No, I'm just looking for to the future. Deshaun Watson's got to show me next something next year. I I gotta see something out of him because. If it doesn't come to be that he's playing close to MVP level, uh, yeah, where are the clowns again? Anyways, there's a lot of bright spots in this team, and I'm looking forward to the future, and I love that this organization finally built a culture. All right, guys, peace. No, I agree. We need to see consistency now of the team. Like, that's yep. that's the next step. Well, we've, we've been in the playoffs now two out of the last four years. Let's go back-to-back seasons in the playoffs. Let's start building that consistency. Um, I do. There's two comments here. Ryan showed who the who is the best coach. Listen, I'm not taking anything away from D'Amico Ryan's. I don't think anybody thought they would be this good. Uh, but he got to coach a home game with his rookie of the year slash uh, potential. You know, he's not going to win MVP, but he was in the discussion. And he was his starting quarterback the whole year. That's the thing. Yes, and he did it with his starting running back. He did. He's also going to have defensive rookie of the year potentially. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm not saying his job was easier, but in this particular game, yes, it was. God <laughs> yeah, bless you. Yes, it was. Excuse me. <laughs> um, so I don't. I don't think you can take away anything from what Stefanski did this year. He's still probably the coach of the year is a regular season award. I'm pretty sure, right? Or is I, it, is I it, think they all are. Yes. So he's. It's. It's still got to be Stefanski, in my opinion. Yeah, I still don't understand the the slander on Stefanski. I, like you said, what, what are we supposed to do? At some point, this all was going to catch up to us, and it did. Yep, he kept it glued together with scotch tape and sticks. <laughs> and long bubble as gum and, yep. and anything you could find. He was MacGyvering you know, an offense together. Uh, and then, can we talk Hudson? He seems like not even worth a contract. I, I couldn't agree more. I don't even yeah, know if he's fair. worth more of a conversation. So when when I when I said we need some O line depth, like I don't want the next guy off the bench to be James Hudson. I don't want any at any point for him to be off the bench. He he's ugh. It's it's bad. He like, sucks. I'm I, not I'm obviously your your starter is not gonna not every guy coming off your bench is gonna be Dewan Jones. Right. Like we 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 did well there. Okay, but man, the drop off shouldn't be 
a starter in the NFL to should maybe not even be on a practice squad. I mean, there was that one. It was early in the game, I think, and then our Discord just blew up with like 10 straight, boom, 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 boom. Hudson sucks, blowing up, blowing up, blowing up. He got pushed right back into Flacco like that. I mean, off the line, bam. It's like, dude, what was wrong? Like, Jeez. you suck. Yeah, it was It was Good bad. Lord. Uh, was that all the voicemails? Yes. All right. Well, hey, Everybody hit a like if you think Billy did well on the cameras today. Hey, Billy. Hey, you did a great I job, you did Billy. good, buddy. <laughs> you were real good. good. Got a better beard than me if you, uh, if we can't even show you, but way better beard than I do. It's we should have let nice. Billy come sit over here. I yeah. mean, he said as much in this episode as John normally says. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, and, uh, and he's got a better beard than John. So. For sure. I agree uh, with that. That's fair. If you that think Billy fair. did a great job on the cameras, hit that like button. Maybe we'll employ him. <laughs> Uh, every other week or yeah, every two weeks he could, he could do two weeks. No, we're good. We're good. Okay. Maybe you guys heard Billy. Uh, he was just talking. Um, so we, uh, we're going to wrap this thing up again. Didn't end the way we wanted to, but I don't think you can, uh, I don't think you can head into the off season mad at the Browns. Like there's been a lot of off seasons where I'm just like, Thank God the offseason is here. And and that's not the way I feel this year. Um, I, I'm really happy with the way the team bought in. Again, I feel good about the coaching staff. I feel good about the, the front office. Uh, I think the future is bright in Cleveland. So I'm, re- I'm really excited uh, for, for going forward. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm just... Good season. <sighs> good season. Good season. Didn't end the Hell of a run. But, yep. man. I agree. Nasty, uh, horrible, just heart-wrenching end, but, yes. you know, it uh, happens. Also, if you're a Bengals fan, just stay out of our mentions. You, Who did you guys <laughs> play this week? That's, that's all I'll say. I didn't hear them for a few weeks. Yeah, so uh, is that my – yes, Jonathan yes, Fitty. Yes, it is. Fitty, it is that guy. <laughs> it is that guy, It is Billy. that Billy. Uh, you so, know what's another one, I've just before we wrap it up? Steelers fans that keep saying, well, who's in the playoffs still and who's not? Do you guys realize wildcard weekend, like this whole weekend is the wildcard round? Yes. <laughs> I mean, you, that's just what it is. You can't well, play every game at the same have to time. forgive right. Steelers fans. I know. They're a little slow. It's, uh, <laughs> I would say something, you're, but when you're I don't in, want to guess in trouble. The product of uh, incest, your brain doesn't function properly. <laughs> uh, so, Steelers yeah, you'll have to forgive them. Like my daughter would say. Put the Steelers in the trash. <laughs> yeah. And she's four, and she already knows that. So. a girl. Uh, raising her well. Yeah. So. Well, hey, I appreciate you guys being here. This is the part of the, the episode where I implore you guys to stick with us through the off season. Oh yeah, we've got I've well, we're gonna talk about it, but big plans for the off season, a lot of content coming. So the Mad Dog Awards is always a oh, good time. Yes. I hopefully Jesus, I gotta find uh, uh, depending on fits. who wins, maybe we can get a, a player on here to accept their award for the first time ever. Uh, so we're gonna be putting that together. We've got to come up with the categories, come up with the nominations, let you guys vote on them for a couple weeks. Uh, but that that'll be the third annual Mad Dog Awards coming up. We'll obviously cover some of the playoffs. Um I'll kind of start transitioning into watching the Cavs now. So I'll be able to talk a little bit of basketball. So please stay with us throughout the off season. Uh, we don't want to, we don't want to miss you guys for an entire, you know, four or five months waiting for next year. We're going to be bringing, you know, at least mediocre content for the next <laughs> four to five months until the season starts back up again. Uh, so please don't go anywhere. Uh, if you want to get voicemails on the show and now that the Brown season's done literally about anything, 
thedogspodcast.com. Just like tell us what your favorite ice cream flavor is or something. I don't care. Just <laughs> right drop us some voicemails. <laughs> drop us some intros. Uh, jump in, you know, jump in the dog pack. Come hang out with us on a day to day basis. Play some fantasy football with us next year. Um, this was a was this our fourth season? Yes. This is our fourth. We're wrapping up our fourth Brown season. Um, and it's been an awesome time. And all you guys, we did the lives for all the game reactions this year. And it was a ton of fun. So we, we appreciate you guys making this season fun with us. And so please don't go anywhere. Keep hanging out with us throughout the offseason. Um, and uh, we'll talk to you guys hopefully next week. Thanks for listening to another episode of The Dogs Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on YouTube and follow us on Twitter at The Dogs Podcast. Get your thoughts on the show at thedogspodcast.com.